Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque! You know what that means? Van, I said you know what that means. I have a fairly good idea that I know what that means. Fair, fair ball! We're back, baby. Boys are back at Isos Park. First time in a long time. Let's go. Let's go. First time we've been here together in a long time. Because I had a mission on Fridays because I was the voice of your New Mexico Island Cowboys, but I'm not anymore, Van. Was. You Moved said on. was. Moved on. You were that. Bigger and better things. Not that anymore. No, only this is our thing. Boys got some free time. Boys. <laughs> you going to pick up a new hobby? I, that's the th- I don't have free time. I just have time that I'm afforded. You going to learn the acoustic guitar, Fred? The, uh, Are you going to learn how to speak Spanish, Fred? The space between. <laughs> what? If I had to learn one acoustic guitar song, it would be, it would start like this. I would go, I said, maybe. Today's I-9 Varsity, I-9 Varsity of Acoustic Bangers, man. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, put that down. Yeah, we are coming in hot. Put that one down, today's I-9 Varsity. Two minutes in, we already got our varsity? Well, and technically one minute in because of the one minute late start. But that's a whole other story. We're live at the ballpark. It's going to be a banger of a week. And the whole week has been a banger week here at Istos Park. Hot dog day game stuff. They obviously had nighttime stuff. Now we're into the weekend stuff. Giving away blankets tonight. Bobblehead mariachis tomorrow. Berm ticks are already on sale, Van. Yeah. Isotopes are super going over to the community. Don't you forget that Sunday and Monday both the Isotopes are here. Fireworks Monday night. This is where I will be Monday night. You know that for a factual. Not just on the field kind of fireworks. A nice little show in the sky. Yeah. Out there in right field. Like all day fireworks all night as well. Except, I mean, I'm sure they'll be over in about 15 minutes. Okay. Got some special guests today. Yeah, very special. The special? The special animal. (laughs) Don't call our friends animals. Okay. The special athlete. There you go. That's better. Two men on. The special. I'm going to say it first. You or me? Say it at the same time. Okay. Ready? One. Yeah. Two. No, wait. I got to start over. Okay. Ready? Three. Yeah. Two. One. Win Bernard's back. Oh, my God, it's Win Bernard. Oh, my God, he's back. Win Bernard is re-signed with your Albuquerque Isops. He'll be joining the boys at 5 o'clock. Let's go on back. Hey, watch your back, Tim Keller. Yeah. Winton's back in town. The mayor. The new mayor. The mayor, Winton Bernard. (laughs) You think they just took his jersey off the wall here and gave it back to him and said, here you go. You have it back. Same size. There you go. Hadn't been that long. Toronto? How about Toronto? No. Welcome back. Probably had a lot of buffalo wings up there in Buffalo. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure that jersey fits real nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. If you're not familiar with Win Bernard, uh, you will be at 5 o'clock. He's at or near uh, just one of the coolest athletes that um, we've had on the program. Just, just flat out. I mean, regardless. Good person. Regardless of being a exceptional athlete and isotope legend, great dude. Yeah. Great just dude. the best dude. Tim Haggerty will join us at 430. He's the voice of the El pa- the hated El Paso um, ch- Chihuahuas. I'm going to take that one off. You can have that one. That, you stop that I'm right now. I'm going to talk to that loser. You, well, hold up. He's like a baseball, like aficionado. He's a baseball everything. I'm not having anything to do with anybody from El Paso. Tales from the dugout, 1001, <laughs> humorous, 
Inspirational and Wild Anecdotes from Minor League Baseball. He is the author of that. Uh, he sent us over an advanced copy of the book. Um, I like it because it's it's a thousand pages. This book, and that means every story is one page long, and that is the amount of reading that I can do. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that you can do one page at a time. You're usually like uh, just a headline guy. You're more of a skimmer. That happened to me today because I saw ESPN fired Jeff Van Gundy, and I go, Van, that's wild. You go, idiot. They fired like 20 people. They fired everybody. <laughs> they fired everyone except for Stephen A. Smith, which is the one they should have got rid of. The way they didn't fire him? Everyone but him. All right, give me the list. Do you have it in front of you? All right, the big dogs here. Jeff Van Gundy. Okay, that's a big one. That's a big one. Their number one basketball analyst. That's the one I would have led with. If you would have said just Jeff Van Gundy, I would have said, oh, this is, this is news. Max Kellerman? The boxing guy. He's the boxing guy. Doesn't he do, like, one of the morning shows? Go Fish. I don't watch him, but I know he did one of them, yeah, right? Yeah, but Go Fish. Okay, big personality guy. He's like a diet Stephen A. Smith. Keyshawn Johnson? Throw he me got, the damn ball. He got the axe, too. Steve Young's going to get fired? Steve Young, who's been there for 22 years, got axed. Who's Susie Colbert? She's pretty legendary. Oh, she's an anchor. She's good. She's been there for a long time. Yeah, she's good. She gone. Just sideline stuff, too. Yeah, Susie Colbert's a legend. Jay Williams, the guy that loves motorcycles more than basketball? I didn't see Jay Williams. Him, yeah, too? he on the list. That's hard to do. He's one of the goats of college basketball. He gone. Todd yeah. McShay, the guy who gets the draft wrong every year? He's <laughs> not good at that. All right, one of my favorites. Matt Hasselbeck. Jalen Rose. Terrible hair. Terrible hair? He's bald. Is he? I think he has his short hair. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. I like Jalen Rose. He's a dude. David Pollock I've met a few times. He's super nice. Sorry to see him go. Ashley Brewer. Not oh, for... you pronounce it Pollock. Yeah. Okay. Jason I've... Fitz. Not familiar with him. Jordan Cornette. Not... That's one I don't know. Yeah, Lafonso Ellis was... Uh... I guess good when he was good. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, outside of the, the top ones, saves tens of millions of dollars. Um, I don't know who June Lee is. I don't know who that is either. You know what? They had to do this. How so? Because they gave Pat McAfee all that money. About, what did they give him? $400 million? They something? gave him all of the money. And they can't pay any of these guys because Pat McAfee's got all the money. Joe Buck just got a bunch of it, too. I did not know Joe Buck was on ESPN. Yeah, he uh, does Monday Night Football. He's Does he? With, uh, huh. with Troy Aikman. You know, I don't listen to a lot of Monday Night Football. Speaking, of, of, Wynn, the speaking of Wynton Bernard, our boy's walking up to the plate right now. Going to get a little BP in. No, because we're always at Howie Sports page having a lot of fun. We do, we do a lot of watching of football. We do a lot of having some fun at Howie Sports page. I don't do a lot of listening. I don't do a lot of listening. I mean, I didn't do a lot of listening. Pat McAfee's deal is five years, 85 milli. That's so much money. I mean, Disney knows, though. Or maybe they're trying to figure it out. Disney's in a weird spot because they have all the money in the world. They're ready to transition from an entertainment company into a political company more of a political company everything about them is not about the success of their films 
they only make like those comic book movies anymore, it feels like. And the last four did really bad, except for that Guardians of the Galaxy one. It did really good. Oh, that one crushed. The that Spider-Man so one, I think, good. is doing well. The other ones are not. The cartoon Spider-Man? Yeah. That's doing very well. Yeah. But the other ones, I think, do badly. I think I'm going to watch it this weekend with the kiddo. Oh, okay. Kind of excited. Yeah. I haven't Disney, got a... Disney has all the money in the world. I think this is like a new vision for programming. I think they're going to tighten their belts a little bit and have more of the talking heads take on more of a role. Because in these guys' defense... In their defense. I don't know half of them. After this list, I didn't know LaFonso Ellis was even on ESPN. Oh, you have a full-on list. Yeah, look at that. You think I just got all these off the top of my head? That's where I came up with mine. I don't watch ESPN. I'm a CBS sports guy. I don't watch ESPN either. (laughs) You know what they did a couple years ago? We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. They started that um, pod center thing that they were doing. It was, like, Internet exclusive, and then you could, if you had, like, a name of any value, submit like programming if it did well through the pod center they gave me an opportunity on espn radio if it did well there uh the live stream thing the, yeah. a really good example was um what was the show Cavino and rich did forever over there that was terrible not a um, clue that well and that's the point right um because the point of it is is they don't have to pay these guys like you can just do it on your own right. espn's like oh this one hits it was, it was literally called Cavino and Ranch. Um, but this one hits. We can make a couple money off of it for a couple of little bit. Yeah. And then we're we on the next We don't have to do one. any of the work. We don't yeah. have to do any of the production. We'll just slap our letters on it. The thing that we're telling you is entertaining, you're going to believe is entertaining because we have those four letters. Right. And people buy into that. Sure. There's no one in their right mind that wants to wake up every morning and turn on screaming Stephen A. Smith or screaming Max Kellerman, or screaming Shannon Sharp. I'm out. Or screaming Skip Bayless. That format is not for me. It's not for I don't want to be yelled at in the morning. Yeah. But idiot consumer. I don't, I don't want to be yelled at ever, especially not first thing in the morning. No. Especially not about their sports opinions. But ESPN has tricked an audience into believing that that's a good and important thing. And it is not. No, not it, a fan. It is okay to ease into your day. Sure. It is. Even, I haven't even had my coffee yet. No. And this maniac is yelling about the friggin' New York Knicks. I want to watch Hoda screw up a cooking segment. That is <laughs> mellow. That's how, you, that's how you get your day started. I enjoy that. I don't know what a Hoda is, but I love cooking segments. Hoda is on Good Morning America. Oh, there we go. There's your answer. Or the Today Show, actually. Okay. Well, Michael Strahan's on Good Morning America. And that one super works for me because he's like the exact flavor you always want. He's like, he gets the pulse of the day. He's a lot of fun. He smiles. He tells me about a puppy and someone's 100-year-old birthday. Aw. I know love what? puppies and 100-year-olds. I can't believe that Paul George thinks that he's a good basketball player. <laughs> what? Stop it. That's, you stop why it. Why are you yelling? I haven't had my coffee yet. Aren't these people your friends? No, they're not, because they didn't speak up for him when they got canned this morning. Oh, I bet they can't. And also, I understand how fiscal years work. You know how I know? I'm no longer the broadcaster for New Mexico Highlands University. I also got caught up in this. Oh, yeah, you got canned today, too. I got canned today, too. Oh, yeah. Not related to the four-letter network. No. 
Also, like my canning, I think it was a little different. There was like a negotiation involved. But long story short, he gone. He gone. There you have it. Twenty on air. Twenty on air personalities. You said we got a call, so let's do that. We'll get Lenny on real quick, and then we'll go to break. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Lenny. Lenny, welcome, brother. A day of mourning today for ESPN. It is a day of mourning. For I, mean, I mean, it's an afternoon of mourning now. Morning I mean, morning. Todd McShay, Todd McShay being let go. Neil Everett, ESPN earlier in the week. Uh, you know, Max Kellerman's not a big deal. He'll be on he only HBO one in He knows boxing, and then he, that's it. Yeah. But you let all these people go, and you bring in Pat McAfee for $18 million a year, which is $6 million more than Stephen A. Smith makes. That tracks. So it's fun. But, I mean, then the other part of today is good because now the non-tampering period begins. I still don't understand with the NBA. You do free agency. And then you give them a five-day bio-remorse. Great. It should be you sign, you sign on the dotted line right when you agree to it. You don't have five days to kidnap them. <laughs> well, you gotta. I mean, you got to do some physicals. Like more, you got to do some mental health tests. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this, it's no other league does this. Well, maybe the other leagues aren't full of the liars like the, like the Major League Baseball PA. Bunch of liars. I understand, but let, let's have some fun. Let's look at that. James Harden, who wants to take the Pillsbury Doughboy to run your team? God, I don't know. Ten Could teams? you see him playing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? So no, I can't. I them, can't see him playing with play those two because they're not on the court. <laughs> they, you know, they might get 150. Then we get Kyrie. Whoever signs Kyrie, we know it's going to be more Cuban. He has no choice. He gives him five years, $272 million, And Kyrie calls up on uh, December 1st and goes, it's my sister's birthday. I'm taking off two weeks in Christmas. He does do that. That's his thing. He's literally done that before. He has. But can you put that on a contract that he can't and see if he's still going to sign with you? I mean, but then you would argue, like, if they don't maintain that signing, whoever, and I'm talking about any team fictionally, you have to cite, like, one of, like, then a handful if I'm, of reasons. If I'm Dallas, I'm not signing Kyrie. I'm going after Fred Van Fleet. Well, everyone should go after Fred Van Fleet. He's, a, he's our most favorite basketball player. Kai, okay, yeah, but would you rather get Fred Van Fleet at $35 million a year and then sign another center or another four to help your team as opposed to – Getting Kyrie to work with Luka Donich, which is like me in a donut factory. <laughs> they don't work together. Okay, Donich has never seen a pass he cannot make. It's always to himself. So you got two ball-dominant players playing with each other. But what did they get out of it last season? Well, okay, good point. The, the issue, though, is... You have to bring in – you have to immediately today, right, today, tomorrow, whatever. You have to bring in guys right now, and it's not a kidnapping for five days. It's like a show me you weren't lying to me throughout this it's, whole process. It's not a kidnapping. Do you uh, remember what happened with uh, what Cuban did, what, seven, eight years ago with DeAndre Jordan? It was a kidnapping. To prevent him from being found to be signed. Might have been collusion. 
Might have been collusion. Lenny, we're at the break. Good call. Lenny makes me think. I just want to make fun of ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, talking about people's livelihoods. And also, he's correct. <laughs> he's very correct. Kyrie Irving, it's just people have FOMO. It's like, you know how good he is at basketball. And you're like, well, he's going to do, he's going to, he's going to turn it around with somebody else eventually. That's why you keep giving him a chance, even though you got all the data in the world that it's not going to work out. We got to give this commercial break a chance. Yeah, let's do it. When we get back, a little bit of NBA updates. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. This. Live at Stubbs Park. We are some minutes away from the gates opening because they open in one hour. Get here early. Get your blankie boy. Yeah. Get a little blankie boy, a little lay downy blankie boy. Yeah. I believe it's a beach towel. Maybe for you. It's I think a it's regular, a beach towel. It's a regular yeah. towel for the girls I date. You, it's just like a... Bad beaches. For your size, it's just like a hand towel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little, like a little napkin. Be like a doily for you, yeah. really. Like if I ever wore a suit, one of those little pocket ones. Oh, uh, a little pocket square. Yeah. We're going to talk NBA, but a friend of the show, Hawk, decided to call. Hawk, welcome to the program, brother. How are you on the Sports Animal Highline? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, good, I'm good. good. I mean, it's hot. Or it's not. Okay, it's good. Always it's a fine. Pleasure. I never called you guys before, but it's always a pleasure when we get to hang out. <laughs> oh, came out that. Rant about a little ESPN cleaning house, the four-letter network. Thank you, Jesus, for getting rid <laughs> of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Oh, hey show. Going hot, coming in hard as Hawk. Well, Hawk, who else uh, do you hate in the world of entertainment? Oh, nobody more than those three guys. Yeah. And I listen to lots of sports talk radio. I listen all across the board. You guys know this. I'm, you guys know I listen to you guys all the time. But it would be listening to Keyshawn make fun of Max's height is the dumbest thing. It's point. like if I had to listen to Fred Slow talk about how short Van Nunley is when he's really not that short all day long. 5'11", like, baby, let's go. Yeah, like a normal-sized human. Make me. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I want to listen. I want to listen. I want to laugh. I want to have a good time. I totally get your take. Like, don't scream at me in the morning. Do you Cut think that? Yeah. They're Do you so think petty, that he's so unrelatable? Do you think anyway. that Keyshawn Johnson, every morning when he saw Max Kellerman, went, you remind me of Wayne Corbett, and he was little. <laughs> That's what the bit was every day. Right. Right. Hawk, it's, thanks it's for taking so a couple minutes. You know they are gone. Thanks for reaching out, Hawk. Thank you for – Hawk came out last night to ABQ Axe while we were throwing axes. Yeah, baby. Had a lot of fun out there. He, uh, he showed up in sandals, and we said, no open toes at the axe room? Nope. They do provide Crocs for you if you come in an open-toed shoes. Is that real? Yeah, they got some uh, toe-protecting Crocs there. So you don't get your little toesies chopped off by an axe. Not that it's, not that it's happened before. I don't believe that's ever happened. It's never happened, but they're going to keep you safe from that one-in-a-million chance. Before we get a step away so we can come back with Tim Haggerty, but before we do, keep in mind the NBA Board of Governors is voting on July 11th to approve two changes that begin in the 2023-24 season, including Van, a thing you've been calling for forever. In-game penalty for flops. Let's go. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to the replay to see if it was a flop or a technical foul. You know, I don't want any more stoppages in the game. I don't want it to last any longer than it has to. But you got to stop the flopping. Didn't Brett- for the love of God. Hasn't soccer infiltrated our society uh, enough already? Culturally. 
Ugh. A second coach's child will be awarded if the first is successful. Don't care about that. Didn't Brad Stevens just get promoted like two weeks ago? Like, this dude's moving quick. Yeah. yeah okay. They're not going to enforce these rules. Oh, they will for a week. Well, they will for a week because they'll have a special commercial that plays during the replay session, and they'll make a couple bucks off of it. And ESPN will be like, good, we can finally pay Pat McAfee. Yeah, thank God. We don't have to fire point. anybody else today. Tim Haggerty joins us when we get back. We're talking about his new book. Obviously, he is the voice of El Paso. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go over um, my favorite thing in the whole wide world, man, which is pro wrestling. Oh, Just okay. kidding. It's Major League Baseball. <laughs> Tales from the Dugout, 101 humorous, inspirational, and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball with our special guest and author, Tim Haggerty. Whenever we get back, it's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Live at Isotopes Park. Giving away beach towels today, Van. Beach towels. They're friggin' sweet. With our uh, bestie in front of the show, Orbit, on the front. Oh, Orbit, okay. little Orbit towels. Little Orbit towels. Yeah. Joining us on the program is a guy who's been dodging me on LinkedIn for a long time. Tim Haggerty, welcome to the show, brother. What How up? are you? Is that true? Nope. Broadcaster, no. <laughs> broadcaster and media relations for the El Paso Chihuahuas. Boo. Tough crowd. Wait, wow. is it Chihuahuas? Chinchillas? I thought it was Chupacabras ah, this whole time. Is that what it is? Chihuahuas. Oh, Chihuahuas. Oh, Chihuahuas. All right, I'm going to write this down I for future reference. Down, yeah. It's our 10th year. Yeah. I just hear the word El Paso, and I mm-hmm. shut down. Yeah. I just shut down immediately. I thought it was super soft cheesy. I just boys. quit listening. That's what I thought. <laughs> We're not really starting off with the softballs here, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Haggerty's joining us. He's the voice of El Paso. Also, he's an author. Check this out. Tales from the Dugout, 1001. Humorons, inspirational and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. Tim, welcome to the program, brother. Thank well, you. Well, thanks for having me. So, what, you like to write or you like to broadcast? Are you just good at everything you try? Uh, all of the above. Well, the like to. The, yeah. the good part <laughs> is, uh, you know, to be decided by the audience. But I uh, like to do both. And, yeah, it's been exciting, this new book of 1001 Stories. And there's some fun ones from Albuquerque. Oh, how cool. Uh, what? Let's go back a little bit. What was the original inspiration for the book? Yeah, what you, weird story? Did you, yeah, you what, what weird story did you hear first where you're like, oh, i got to find more of these? That's exactly what happened. Uh, 2012, I was researching something else. I've always loved baseball history and research, and I found this 1888 Texas League game in a newspaper archive, and it got delayed when a wild bull ran on the field. Okay. Yeah, that and it's kicking up dust. <laughs> yeah. It's knocking down the fence. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but when I read something like that, I want to know everything about this bull. So... <laughs> Uh, that's what started compiling some crazy stories from minor league history, past and present. I used to work for an independent league baseball team in, right outside of St. Louis, Missouri, in Sauget, Illinois, called the Gateway Grizzlies van. And we in right field had a hot tub, and in that hot tub we had adult entertainers, and they would yell at the players on the field, is that in your book? <laughs> no, but the Grizzlies are with a great question, a great story. I thought you were going with this. There was a hitter, Brandon Thomas, and he hit a grand slam out of the stadium into the parking lot, and it shattered the windshield of his own car. Wow. <laughs> this is a real story. <laughs> it was the, it's the wildest little town. The guy that owns the team is named Rich Sauge. The name of the town is Sauge, and he cannot legally own a major or an independent league baseball team due to some uh, felonies. Okay. So it's all owned by, like, family members, also home of the upside-down Krispy Kreme uh, bacon cheeseburger. There you go. Let's just write a whole book on that weird town. It's a weird town, dude. That is it's so a weird. super weird town. 
Tim, as you're going across the country and you start looking up these stories, is it is it like American Pickers? Or are you going into small towns and knocking on doors and, and learning these, or are individuals coming to you? Yeah, I loved interviewing players, scouts, managers. A great resource was newspaper archives. I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame library in Cooperstown. Flex. There were these old uh, Spalding and Reach guides that had some great baseball stories. So really a bunch of stories. Um, there's a great one about a fly ball that disappeared. Have you ever heard about this? I have not. No. Let's, let's go. 1978, there's some big names involved in this story. Oh, D.B. Cooper hit it. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> He's really trying. Just That took me a second. He's the guy just... that jumped out of a plane. <laughs> that right? is correct. Yeah, okay. uh, disappeared, yeah. <laughs> so 1978, AA Eastern League game in Jersey City, New Jersey. Ricky Henderson's playing for Jersey City. Wade Boggs for visiting Bristol. Goodness. And a ball is hit to right field, and it vanished. It didn't land on the field. It didn't go in the stands. It didn't go over the fence. And I know this sounds crazy, but I interviewed players. I interviewed a fan who was there. And all these years later, they describe it the same way. So the umpires get together, and they understandably don't know what to do when a fly ball never comes down. So they gave the batter a double. Okay. So now there's precedent. In tonight's Isotopes game, if a fly ball disappears... It's a double. According to Small Town Ricky Henderson, right. backwoods rules? Exactly. Okay, put it in the book. All right, were there any stories, and this is the perfect place to let them out, just don't say any cuss words, were there <laughs> any stories that were too spicy to make the cut? We were like, I can't put this in my book. I had a really tough decision to make. Uh, in 1907, the San Antonio Missions won the Texas League Championship, and they celebrated at a brothel. Okay. And I thought... This story is so simple and interesting and funny, but then I pictured like a little kid reading it and saying, Mom, what's a brothel? What's a brothel? So in the end, I put it in. And I, <laughs> I have not gotten any heat for it yet. Sweet. Tales from the Dugout, 1001, humorous, inspirational, and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. You think of Tim Haggerty who's joined us. All right, so obviously you've been in the game a long time. You've been broadcasting a long time. You're able to tell the story. Yeah, sometimes you have to get a little validity to stories, though, right? You need someone to back you up. Like, what are some of the names in the book that are – I need sources on this weird stuff. Absolutely. Like, the fly ball that disappeared. I was tracking down players, some of which hadn't played professional baseball in 40 years, wondering why I was calling them. But, um, yeah, like, there is times where, for example, Baseball Digest magazine back in the 1940s, they'd interview players and they'd say, oh, one time in Albany this crazy thing happened. But now we double-check it and we find out, well, that guy actually played for Albany in 1941, not 1940. So you can write around it and say, in the 1940s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when in doubt, I, I really wanted multiple sources. And there's a handful out of the 1001 that could be apocryphal. For example. Good word. And thank you. Uh, in the 1890s, there's multiple articles about this. A Pennsylvania State League player reportedly broke his bat, went to the dugout, and there's no bats. So he grabs an axe because, of course, a <laughs> okay. professional baseball dugout has an axe. Naturally. And allegedly, he hits the ball, it splits in half, and half of it goes over the fence. And the umpire says you get half of a run. <laughs> I love this story. It's simple. It's funny. I love the half of a run part. But let's face it, guys. I mean, does that story pass the smell test for you? Would half a ball really fly over the fence? So what I did was I did put that in, but I put reportedly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> right. As the story was told. Exactly. Yeah. But there's only a few in the book that are like that, that I felt like I had to write reportedly. I mean, that's completely logical and reasonable to me. You get half a run for half a baseball. I this makes total sense. Agreed. I want to believe. I'm 100% in. <laughs>
So Me too. Al- Albuquerque is a town of a thousand nicknames, and a couple of them are Albuquerque, Albuquerque. So I'm sure you got some bonkers stories from here right in Albuquerque. Yeah, you guys will like this one. There's this fan here at Isotopes Park, Larry Trujillo. August 1st, 2005, he comes out to the Isotopes game. He enters his name in a contest, and his name gets pulled. And, and what ten happens guys is... show up because they're all <laughs> named Larry Trujillo. <laughs> so the deal is, if the Isotopes hit a grand slam in that inning, he wins a new car. They pull his name, and they do. He wins a new car. He comes back to a game on May 5th, 2006, enters the same contest. His name gets pulled again. Another Isotopes Grand Slam. What? This guy came to two Isotopes games, 10 months apart, and won two cars. That's insane. (laughs) Pretty good life. Pretty good life altogether. So Bill Vack, to me, is a name that in the professional world was about promotions, is about creating excitement with the St. Louis Browns. Do you find a lot of these stories are from weird promotions in minor league baseball, or is it just all all one-offs? Yeah, I love the crazy promotions. Yeah. Um, 2005, the single-A Brevard County Manatees in Florida, they decide they want to set the world record for most ceremonial first pitches. So they open up the park at 7 a.m. They're having live radio hits. Fans are passing by on the highway who don't even live there, peeling off, throwing a pitch, and then going back on their way on the highway. Um, by the end of the night, 4,218 people had thrown a ceremonial first pitch. That's sweet. Which, of course, is the record. Kind of makes ours seem a little watered down. Yeah, right? yeah. We threw out the first pitch earlier this season, yeah, and well, now it's not as cool. It's not, as, not as cool. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tim. <laughs> Tim Haggerty with us. Tales from the Dugout, 1,001 humorous, inspirational, and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. Pivoting away from the book to a little bit to uh, your broadcasting with the... <sighs> What, get, what do I have to do to give you guys a better feel for El Paso? Pick it I'm up. I'm a big El Paso fan. Pick it up out of the state of Texas and put no. it anywhere else. Yeah. That's, what about help. New Mexico? Well, New Mexico's lovely and wonderful. We don't need it. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it anywhere else. Yeah, what if I want to put it? No, except okay. here. Yeah, this is. We don't tell anyone about here. We, are, we, so already, we already have the city that you're striving to be. It's called Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Things are getting heated here. <laughs> You've had some big names, uh, obviously, from your major league team uh, coming down to El Paso to hang out. Talked about calling some what we believe maybe to be one of the best guys in the game, Fernando Tatis Jr., right? There's a different energy in a ballpark, and you're the home voice of that. Do you go from your regular excitement level to a new level that you don't know exists? Are you, are you able to escape fandom? I think it's the fandom in the stands that makes you go to that next level. Yeah. When you sense that this is such a big sporting event, this is literally something in El Paso people will talk about for years, I think you have to crank it up a notch compared to a member of the Chihuahua's regular roster. And he hit seven home runs in eight games. That's, I mean, pretty good start. Yeah, and, you know, some of the tweets are saying, yeah, but it's triple-A pitching. But you guys know rehab assignments aren't always like that. A month later, I saw Jose Altuve go over 13. Uh a lot of times these guys need their timing back. And AAA pitching is no joke. So what he did was incredible. At one point, he was 7 for 7 with five home runs against the Isotopes over the span of a couple of games. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say he hit eight home runs, and 11 of them were against the Isotopes. You know what's amazing, though? I was looking at this now that the Chihuahuas are back against the Isotopes. Albuquerque won four out of those six games. Bonkers. Um, Tatis put on a show, but uh, didn't lead to wins. Talk about the parent club a little bit. They're spending a lot of yeah. money and not getting the results that they intended to have a couple of years ago when they started this process. Yeah, right now San Diego's in fourth place, and I think a lot of people are surprised by that. I certainly am. 
And for the first couple of months, you'd hear quotes, well, it's early, it's early. Well, now we're in the second half of the season, so I think there's definitely some urgency there. There have been some recent examples of teams that made it all the way to the World Series that were bad as late as June. Washington in 2019, uh, Atlanta 2021, Phillies last year. They were all bad with losing records as late as June, but they all turned it around pretty quick. Right. So um, to me, I think the Padres still do have a chance to be a playoff team, but if we're still talking like this in July, maybe not. I think they really got to move fast. But you got an ownership group and a front office that want to be perennial contenders. You don't think there's a chance of a, of a minor sell-off or some kind of rebuild or re-up? I wouldn't think so at this point. Um, so many of those contracts are long-term, too. Right. That... The thing is, their pitching's been strong. They just have that star-filled lineup, but they're not scoring enough runs that they need to win. Voice of El Paso, author of Tales from the Dugout, 1001 Humorous, Inspirational, and Wild Anecdotes from Minor League Baseball. Tim Haggerty, thank you, brother. Well, great to talk to you guys. Yeah, this was a good Appreciate little sit-down. Yeah. Have a good call today, but not a good game. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> just El Paso. I'm going to El Paso this weekend, going down for the United game. Watch your back now. All right, is there anywhere yeah. I can drop Tim Haggerty's name? Is there anywhere I can walk into El Paso uh, and say, listen, yep. Tim sent me? Where is that spot? Well, uh, it should help you at the stadium. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of where else that might help me. If we send you to the 6-6 Diner and you say, hey, listen, the boys sent us, I promise That'll you. That'll work. Get a little extra milkshake. Yeah. Get a little extra milkshake. I'll put it in two cups. Two of I them. I won't yeah. get it spit in or anything. This, well, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you wearing that shirt? Now, hold on. <laughs> yeah. This is an El Paso we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about Albuquerque. Goodness. That's Yeah, so uh, I and Braden Ortega, who is uh, the NBC uh, afternoon sports guy here in town, we're going down to do a, li- a day in the life of the United fan. Where did, Where is, like, the local diner in El Paso? Where is the local spot? that we should stop so I have ammunition for my return and analysis of this trip. Yeah, LNJ Cafe is a famous Mexican place. It's a really, like, unique-shaped restaurant with a wide menu. There's a bunch of famous restaurants there. Uh, Chico's Tacos. Chico's Tacos. Yeah, that's a famous one. Um, Sneaky sightseeing, too. If you guys go up to um, Star in the Mountain, it gives you this really cool overlook of the downtown. Oh, Fred on the, the mountain. Mex- when we get done with it, can be Fred on yeah, the Yeah, you see the mountains on both sides of uh, the border. So could be a good spot to maybe tape a stand-up or something. One final question. Where was that brothel exactly? Yeah, where, where did was you say, it? Tim, where was the San spot? Antonio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, 1907. More, more specific. So the, yeah, the ladies are older there. It was 1907 that they uh, we're asking celebrated. Cr- cross but. streets, Tim, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> GPS, maybe? <laughs> asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Latitude, longitude, possibly. <laughs> yeah, if you got it, that's you're the best. Tim Haggerty, thank you so much, brother. Thank you for coming on the program. Yeah. Thank you both. Yeah. Whenever we get back, we wrap up hour one of this very show. And then, well, there's not so much left because... Isotopes Baseball and Wynn Bernard. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, back live at Isotopes Park. There may have been rejoined music there, but I didn't hear it. Isaiah Johnson now with us in the studio. We'll rig him in in the 5 o'clock hour. How are you texts doing? Are, texts are pretty silent right now. 505-246-0610. In fact, we're asking you to text us. Now Instagram. Let's go Instagram. Instagram, yeah. All right. At TalkABQ on the Instagram, at TalkABQ, you send us a photo of you and the today released in stores. We've been standing in solidarity with you, friends of the show. We've been having a teller tea 
every day until you could have one. Yes. Well, guess what? The wait is over. You get yourself some Teller tea. Teller the drink tea. of the summer, baby. Let's go. It's on the shelves. You can have it. You can drink it. It is now yours to consume and love as much as we do. So wherever you purchase your uh, alcoholic beverages. We got we got five locations right okay. there, and then next week it will be going into more locations. Hey, friends of the show, Red Door Bar downtown. Very good. We'll have the Teller Tea. Yep. Jubilation. Oh, okay. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a cool spot. Yeah, a little free advertising right yep. there for Jubilation. Kelly's, the Mountain Run Kelly's. Okay. And then Paradise Liquors on 98th Street. And the other Paradise Liquors have Teller Tea. First person to take a pick of their first purchase of Teller Tea, slip slide into our DMs. Yep. On Instagram, at TalkABQ. Come hang out with us in an ice tub skin. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. How about that? I like that a lot. I like that a lot, a lot. I like that a lot. Teller is a proud sponsor of Ice Tubs Baseball, a proud sponsor, supporter of this program. We're about four minutes away from enjoying our daily 5 o'clock Teller. Also at 5 o'clock, Wyndham Bernard is going to join us. Let's go. Fun little homecoming for he is. Oh, he's walking up right now. I can see that smile from about 100 yards away. Let's grab a break. Whenever we get back, Wyndham Bernard at the top of the hour. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.